Hello and welcome to another episode of the English 2.0 podcast. This is the seventh edition of the teacher interview. My name is Al. Thank you so much for joining me today. And today I have a very special guest. His name is Jason Smith, and he is an English teacher based uh, also in Japan. And he shares a lot of great tips today. Um, he has a lot of experience to draw from、um, in his teaching career. And I think you'll really learn a lot. And he also is very interested in learning languages. And he talks a lot about his own study,、uh, especially of Japanese, and how it can help you as well、uh, learn English or whatever language you are learning. So I really hope you、uh, listen to this interview and I'm sure you'll get a lot out of it. Now, For the first time ever, something that I've always wanted to do is to bring you a transcript of the whole interview. And so, for the first time, there will be a transcript available so that you can follow along、uh, with your、um, eyes. You know, you can read along、uh, and follow along the、uh, interview、uh, with the script if you like. So, that'll be available. In the show notes to this interview at alsensei.com. All right, so without further delay, let's get to the interview with Jason Smith. This morning we have Jason Smith on the line, and he is an English teacher based in Japan. Jason, good morning. Hey, everybody, good to be here. How are you doing today? Excellent, thank you so much. How are you, how are you doing over there? Uh, doing fine, thank you. And thanks for joining us. Yeah.、Um, so, you are in Japan. Can you tell us a little bit about.、Uh, well, where are you in Japan, actually? Okay, well, I live in Kochi, Ken, which is on the south part of Shikoku Island.、Uh, Shikoku being the smallest of the four main Japanese islands. So, it's a little bit off the beaten path, but、uh, the upside of that. Is that there's a ton of really great nature and kind of a slower pace of life. So it's a really good place to be. Wow, sounds fantastic. And how long have you been down there? Well, this is my fifth year. I'm just finishing up. Okay, I, great. I did that in two, two waves. I did three years as an ALT with the JET program,、uh, working in a high school. Then I left Japan. And worked at a game company for four years. And now I'm back here and I've just finished my second year again, this time at a private high school. I see, I see. And just for those who are outside of Japan,、um, ALT stands for what? Oh, thank you. Yeah, sorry about that.、Um, it's Assistant、oh, no. Language Teacher. So、okay. if you're not familiar with the program,、uh, An ALT <clears throat> basically、um, helps out in another Japanese teacher's、uh, lesson.、Uh, when, when called upon, sometimes we would design、uh, lessons, but it's always together, so team teaching kind of approach. I see, I see. And、uh, you are in a、uh, different school now? Yeah, that's right. Okay, and that's a high school as well? Indeed, it is. Okay, great. Yeah, I guess, I guess the difference is this time I'm not in the ALT role. It's just a, just a, a regular teacher. Okay, good, good. And where are you from originally? I'm from Seattle、uh, in the United States.、Mm -hmm. And I、uh, grew up there, went to school there, 
and uh, yeah, that's my home. I see, great. And um, how did you get interested in teaching in Japan or just teaching English at all? Yeah, it's crazy how these things can happen, right? Like you, yeah. <laughs> so one thing happens, it, it sounds cool, and you take a turn that kind of shapes the, the next 10, 20 years of your life, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, I was interested in Japanese specifically because I took a beginner course in, in college. And I found it really difficult to learn uh, from the textbook and the way that it's paced. Um, and I, I just figured... I'm probably never going to learn Japanese well here in this class. So I kind of tabled it and I said, okay, sometime I'm going to go to Japan and give it a shot, like just learning naturally. And then at the same time, I was studying linguistics and I became interested in uh, second language acquisition. Right. And while all of that was kind of brewing in my head, I had somebody from the uh, JET program, the Japan Exchange and Teaching Program, come to my college and give a short presentation on, you know, opportunities here after you graduate. And I was just like, aha, that's what I need to do. <laughs> right. So uh, once I graduated, uh, I applied and, you know, things worked out from there. Great. Um, and so you came over to teach, but also you were learning Japanese. <laughs> that was the goal, yeah. Yeah. Did you take any Japanese classes uh, in Japan, or have you, or are you? <laughs> uh, no, actually. I do some self-study, and I watch a lot of TV to make sure that I'm getting uh, real uh, real Japanese. So when I'm watching TV, I, I do it with a notebook and then take notes on stuff I don't understand and then look it okay. up later. I have taken a few classes uh, at the local... The local English school has... Japanese courses uh, occasionally so I've taken a couple of those but I you know I didn't really notice too much difference from just using online resources to the way that they were teaching I see um, so would you say then for you I know it's maybe different for everybody but for you is it more effective just to kind of learn in a real environment rather than just like kind of from a textbook or yeah um, yeah that's exactly it definitely I mean textbooks are fine too I mean every once in a while I'll I'll check out a textbook to see if there's some interesting phrases that I want to you know investigate but I guess um, I do also use an online resource called uh, I know which I guess I'll give a brief shout out here in case anyone's interested in learning Japanese uh, it's a really cool site um, that uh, quizzes you uh, using spaced repetition on uh, useful words. And then they always have an example sentence as well. So I do study with that occasionally. Okay, and that is called I Know? Yeah, it's at iKnow.jp. Uh, if you want to okay. check it out, feel free. It's kind of cool. It's only for Japanese. You know, I think they have some other... Some other, I think they have Chinese, and they might have a few other languages. It's run by a Japanese company, so I think they have some uh, some courses for Japanese people too. I'm just not familiar with the whole run of their offerings. Okay, um, I did try one out. Um, it was an app uh, called Oh uh, Duolingo. Have you heard of that? Yeah, Duolingo is cool. Um, I looked at their French briefly but as far as i know they don't have uh japanese or do they now 
Uh, yeah, I didn't think so when I tried it out. I, I was just kind of dipping into the Spanish area myself. I didn't go so far. I was just curious to see how it worked. But, um, yeah, any, I guess it is kind of a very interesting concept and um, probably useful app. You know, it's free. So. That's the thing. Yeah, it's free. And I liked their approach. For a free program, it was really polished, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. And it's kind of a one of those uh, crowdsource uh, things, projects, so... Which you know, is always yeah. cool to support that kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, anybody can contribute, and those are, I think, some of the best products anyway. But. Yep, I agree, I agree. You get the hive mind on it, and you're going to get the best ideas, right? Right. Uh, since we've gone this direction, I do have a question from the Facebook fan page, the English 2.0 Facebook fan page, okay. and it comes from Tiago, and... He was asking, uh, how many hours do you study per day? <laughs> wow, that's a good question. Uh, hey, Tiago, by the way. Thank you so much. Um, you know, it, it's not – it's tough because living, living in Japan, I feel like sometimes I'm studying all the time. Right. right? So if you can put yourself in an environment where you're listening to your second language – you know, you do a lot of passive studying, and that really is going to help bring your level up. I guess I study about an hour just with, like, with, with a notebook and uh, reviewing new phrases uh, every day. But uh, where I'm going with that is that, you know, just that one hour is probably not enough. Um, I'm also listening to movies. I've got music that I can that I can listen to. Uh, I listen to podcasts, and kind of when I'm not doing that one hour of study, there's still an input into my brain of uh, the foreign language. Right. So, uh, one hour book study, and then probably another three to four hours of just passive listening. Okay. And just to define, you know, like the the passives, that would be just. Yeah, kind of the the listening or the, in the background, um, like having the TV on, or um, do you mean passive without like doing some sort of speaking or writing element? Yeah, without like purposefully studying. You know, like I'm not necessarily doing this to study. I'm I'm doing right. it to because I enjoy the TV program or because I like right. the music. And but the, the benefit is um, you're hearing that native speaker pronunciation. And the way that they put words together, and that all goes into to your brain, so it builds like an intuition. So when I when I try to speak, I'm more likely to be able to draw on that as a resource. Mm-hmm. Great. Doesn't always work out that way for me, but that's the goal. Oh sure, sure. No, I think it's pretty good good advice too. Is it's kind of that idea. I guess we live in Japan, so we're always kind of surrounded by Japanese. Uh, speaking somewhere yes <laughs> and we have that opportunity um whereas if you are let's say learning english living in japan then there's a lot less um input perhaps but uh, i know that, that that i guess means that you should try to create more <laughs> uh english in your life or surround yourself more. yeah i think that's accurate um just as an example yeah i i do live here in japan and there is tons of opportunities to speak japanese every day but there's a significant part of my of my time where I'm just doing English at school, right? 
and uh, just speak English with other teachers. Always speak English with students because it's to their benefit. So there are some days where I get up, go to work, do the English thing all day, come home, and then, you know, I'm tired. I'm not about to go out and, and meet people just to, to chat. You know, I just want to come to my to my place, sit, sit down and relax. I'm sure everyone can relate to that, right? Sure. And uh, in, in that case, it's it, I could be anywhere in the world, right? I could mm-hmm. I could be back in the States with the amount of, of language I've I've been subjected to so that's where uh, creating your own environment really can can be a benefit uh, you, you don't necessarily have to live in the foreign country to watch movies to listen to music to to make time to have that stuff going on around you right for sure yeah that's good um, speaking of movies and TV and uh, podcasts are there any that you would recommend in general for uh, students of English or who are learning English? For students who are learning English, if they are Japanese speakers, I have a really good recommendation, and that's uh, bilingual English. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, bilingual news, and it's run by two people who live in Tokyo, and there's a girl and a guy, and the girl always speaks Japanese. And the guy always speaks English, and they, you know, they can both understand both of the languages, so they just converse about the the week's headlines, and that oh, okay. that runs about an hour and a half once a week, and that's wow. really helpful because you know even if I can't understand a hundred percent of what she's saying, what he says after that is going to put it in context and give me a lot of clues as to what I missed. So that's really, right. really helpful. Unfortunately, uh, if you're not a native Japanese speaker, I don't have a podcast recommendation for you today. <laughs> okay, so but that is a podcast, and it's Bilingual News. Yeah, Bilingual News. It's it's free, and it's available. I mean, you can Google it. I use the TuneIn app to, uh, to access it. Okay, great. Um, how about for movies? Are there any, a lot of, you know... Um, People like to study English from movies. So anything out there that you would recommend or any genre? Yeah, that depends on where you are. Um, I use Netflix and Hulu because they're really cheap. Uh, it's about 10 American dollars per month, which is not, not too bad for unlimited, unlimited watching privileges. And the cool thing is they provide subtitles if you want them. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, you may be able to, to rent DVDs at the local video store with subtitles in your native language. And that's cool. But if you're able to watch movies with subtitles in English, that's going to help a lot more. So right. that's where those internet resources become really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I watch a lot of, uh, Watch a lot of Hulu here in Japan because they've got the Japanese subtitles. Right. Okay, but nothing like in terms of uh, like Disney movies or comedies or. I really think that depends on what each you know what, what everyone's interested in. Um, oh, okay. Good. I think to really, to really study effectively and get the stuff into your head, you gotta watch something that that interests you. Right. Like I mean, I could tell you to watch uh, Disney's Frozen, right? <laughs> because it's got a lot of 
cool uh, natural vocabulary that's it's pretty decent for for uh, intermediate learners. It's not super complicated. But if you're not interested in the story, it's not going to help. Right. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so you've been now working on um, a website uh, called Tweet Speak English. Yeah, that's right. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So the the goal with Tweet Speak English is to provide access to natural and real English that can supplement uh, the kind of lifestyle that I've been talking about with you know surrounding yourself with English and. Uh, Basically, we use Twitter. We use Twitter as a way to bring real and natural English to to you every day. And we wanted to do something a little bit different from what everyone else is doing. Sure. So we have like, can can I go through the way our lesson plan works? Yeah, please. Okay. So when you come to Tweet Speak English, um, the first thing you're going to see on a daily lesson is a video. And the reason we have a video there, it's, it's just a short, maybe 15 to 20 second video of a native English speaker, like me or, or my partner, Nate, uh, chanting or singing the target phrase in a, in a rhythm. And uh, if this sounds kind of silly... That's because it's it's kind of silly, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> okay. But sure. uh, we set the tone immediately as kind of a fun and relaxed time kind of thing, and we introduce the target phrase uh, in a fun way. That's gonna be catchy and kind of get get in there. Okay. But then the second thing we do after that video is you have a chance as a learner to input uh, using the keyboard the phrase or the words that you heard. So it immediately tests your listening wow. and gives you feedback on, on on that. So you're going to learn immediately like what thing what we what you need to focus on for for the lesson. If it's too easy, you know because you, you already know the phrase. But if it's a little bit difficult, okay, we're going to go to the next step. Good. And then after that, you can practice repeating along with the video. And we have a pronunciation guide to help you do that. So um, are you familiar with the IPA, the International Phonetic Alphabet? Oh, yes, I am a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, I studied, I, I used that in college. I studied it, and it's really useful because you can describe anything that can come out of someone's mouth, any sound. But right. the downside is that it's super complicated. <laughs> Yeah, okay. And uh, you, you, you know, it, we can communicate using it really effectively, but both teacher and learner need to be on the same page as far as uh, you know understanding how it works. And it's just it's kind of, we we feel like it's one more thing to study, right? right? So we just simplified that. Nate came up with kind of an alternative, intuitive, easy to read uh, way to write um, pronunciation guides. Okay. So Good. you can you can kind of read along, and it'll tell you how to pronounce the, the phrase. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That the uh, phonetic alphabet <laughs> chart is pretty complicated, and I, I try to, I guess, for you know, to tell my students to always try to listen, you know, and focus on your hearing. Mm -hmm. 
And if you want, then you can you know write down the sounds that you hear mm -hmm. instead of using the visual cues a lot. But uh, of course, yeah, you need the visual cue. Uh, Agreed. Like if you're practicing. Uh, so that's great. I'm glad to hear that uh, you have that on the site. Yeah, I feel like it. You know, if if somebody uh, as a student, if you want to write something down in your notebook and not get confused by complicated spelling mechanisms. We really want to get people conversational as opposed to um, becoming a master of the written word. I mean, you can do right. both, of course, but I think the speaking and the listening is just more important for most of our students. Right, right. That's what a lot of most people, most students want to be get better at anyway, so mm -hmm. it seems. So if I can recap briefly, sure. we've found a target phrase from Twitter, which is a natural source of English. Um, set the phrase to music, and then we practice pronunciation. So people, uh, students can repeat that as, as often as they like. And then once they're comfortable with the way the phrase sounds, saying it and hearing it, we go on to an explanation of how it works. So there's, like, there's a written lesson to, okay. that people can read. And uh, after that, of course, you know, comment section, we take questions and, and whatnot. But hopefully, uh, when you've gone through those steps, it leads to a really thorough understanding of how the phrase works. Great. Yeah, that's, I like it. Um, and where are the phrases from? Are they just um, from like celebrities on Twitter or just students? Or who, who are they from? Sometimes. Um, we had one from uh, American President Obama that was pretty cool. Oh, okay. But uh, basically, the way it works is uh, we target some phrases that we think would be useful, or sometimes words, and then <clears throat> I'll go on to Twitter and find out if there's interesting conversation happening with those with those phrases, mm -hmm. and then uh, choosing choose an appropriate tweet and make that the featured tweet. Uh, it that works as far as the setting it up from a setting it up perspective. That works a lot better than just reading everybody's Twitter account all the time and then saying, oh, that looks interesting for teaching. Right, right. And do you update that quite often or is that a, just a set course or how does that work? It's a set course, but we're still updating it as well. So right now, like our goal, we want to have um, more than 365 lessons so that if you were to go one year with us, you could potentially have something new every single day. Wow. Okay. Right now, we have 30 or so up, and we have uh, just over 100 finished. So we're constantly working on it, updating, and, uh, and going. Okay. Wow. Great. And, um, well, I think we'll tell people how to get access at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, we will. If you don't mind, uh, let's... I have a couple of more questions, and we can uh, wrap it up here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, this is the you know one of the questions I like to ask um, everybody is, you know, a lot of students ask me how can I improve my English, mm -hmm. and I think that's a really common question, a very good question. But um, how do you answer that, or how do you handle that if students ask? Well, unfortunately, there's not a one-word answer that's going to do the trick. Um, right. there, there's a lot that goes into learning to speak English well. Uh, but I, I think we, if we establish uh, a couple of, of ground understandings, uh, 
there's going to be it's going to be a solid road to success. So I can't I can't just say do this one thing and you're going to be fluent. But I can say if you study every day, every single day doing something, commit to improving, and show a willingness to make mistakes, we're going to be able to to uh, improve your English. And um, the reason for that is a lot of people try to study a foreign language just once a week. I'm going to go to my to my class. I'm going to download the information in my brain, and then I'm going to be magically proof I'm I'm a native speaker, right? Uh, as as you know, it just doesn't work that way. Right. Uh, if if someone is willing to study every single day and um, make mistakes all over the place, why is it important to make mistakes? It's important to make mistakes because everybody does it. Everybody does it, and speaking a foreign language is about getting to the point where what's going on in your brain just comes out of you in the foreign language. Like a lot of us, when we're learning, we translate something in our head, right? So if I'm learning Japanese, I think in English, translate it in my head, speak in the Japanese. Now, there's also a point in that process where I'm super nervous about making a mistake, so it's not really just think in English, translate to Japanese, speak. It's think in English, translate, review, edit, you know, double check there's no mistakes, and then speak. Nobody's ever going to be fluent with that approach, right? Right. So the only way to get over that is to just make the mistakes. And uh, if you're wrong, you're wrong. And through overtime and getting feedback from native speakers and listening to the way other people speak you people will you know you're going to gradually understand that hey that was a mistake and phase it out but even speaking with mistakes you can successfully communicate with people it's not necessarily about speaking you know 100% correct grammatically correct english Yep, that's a very good point to make as well, as you can still communicate uh, many things. Yeah. So, yeah, just back to the daily study. You know, if if you make a commitment to doing something every day, it doesn't have to be book study. We talked a little bit earlier about surrounding yourself with English. But just make sure that something happens where you interact with the language every single day without fail. And that's going to be, just to, going back to answering your question, that's going to be like the number one thing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's yeah, fantastic advice. So I like to end with the same question, and that is, do you have any sightseeing tips for Kochi? Oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you can come to Kochi, uh, it's kind of a small place. So the good news about that is you can walk to most destinations. So people will come into Kochi Station, and from there, you know, you, you can walk down to Kochi Castle, and oh, wow. yeah, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a hike up up to the top. So it's an old style <laughs> Japanese castle, but at the top there is usually a vendor selling cold drinks and in the summer ice cream. Nice. So that's that's a fun trip, and then. Um, 
just across the street from Kochi Castle is kind of the main shopping arcade. So, which which you can also walk. So, walking down that, and then uh, you get to the old red bridge called Harimayabashi, which is kind of a important Japanese uh, sightseeing target, uh, where some stuff happened in you know nine or nine nine hundred years ago or so. So it's kind of cool. So you can see that, and then uh, if you want to, there is a bus that goes out to the beach and back. And uh, a lot of cool restaurants. So that takes up, I think, most of one day. But if you do come to Kochi, the one thing you absolutely have to do is try the Katsuo no Tataki, which is um, grilled bonito fish, which is a kind of tuna. And it's seared on one side with a straw fire and served as, as uh, sushi. It's really good. Wow, so that's the local specialty down there. Right? Indeed, yeah. Wow, sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, so come down to Kochi, check out the castle, do a little shopping, have some uh, some delicious sushi. Okay, fantastic. And quick bonus question, how about for Seattle? <laughs> Seattle's a little different because it's, it's quite a bit bigger. Yeah. Um, but have you are you familiar with the Space Needle? Sure, yeah. Space Needle's pretty cool. It's really tall. Um, you take an elevator up to the top and you get a great view of Seattle so I'd really recommend checking that out uh, if you do come to Seattle and then from there it's a short taxi ride to the main downtown area where you know you can do shopping and have a lot of great restaurants cool thing about Seattle is uh, it's super diverse so you can get almost any kind of food there like even, even Japanese food. So just walking around that downtown area, you're going to meet people from all over the world and you know have a chance to try all kinds of different food. Mm-hmm. Great, and you can visit the original Starbucks. That's correct, yes, that's <laughs> correct. That's located just down in the market, in Pike Place Market. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of cool because it's not decorated just like all the other Starbucks. It says the original uh, sign in front. Yeah, it does. And the the inside decor is a little different. They have a bunch of cool Starbucks um, memorabilia in there. Uh, It's always really busy, so you might have to wait in line, but it's kind of a cool experience. And uh, that's just directly across from the place where they throw the fish, too, if you've you've seen that on TV. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's a must-see, I think. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, Jason, thank you. Um, and how can uh, people get access to your course? And if you have any websites you want to share with us or your Twitter handles and whatever you like to share, please, yeah, let's, let's hear. Okay. Well, the main thing I'd like to do is invite you all to check out uh, tweetspeakenglish.com. There you can sign up directly for a seven-day free, t- free trial. And there's no restriction on the amount of, of lessons you can study during that seven days. Wow, okay, so, excellent. Yeah, if, you, you know, if you're not convinced by uh, our conversation today, we'd really like you to just come and check it out for yourself and see if it's going to be useful. Uh, alongside of what we already talked about, we run a blog as well, which is accessible from the site, uh, Tweet Speak English blog. And there, it's totally free, no sign-up required. There we have... Uh, a, a bunch of just content that you can interact with. Um, right now, we're doing writing prompts, where we we give kind of a scenario, and then people can can write 
a short story or a paragraph or something using that, and we'll critique that or or correct it just totally for free. Wow, that's incredible. Thank you. Yeah, we really just like to interact with everyone. So Sure. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Thank you. Come, come and check it out. Can we find you on Twitter somewhere? <laughs> yes, you can. It's at Tweet Speak English. Okay. And uh, we, we'd love to interact with you on Twitter as well. Great. So I will, of course, put uh, links to these in the show notes so everyone can find them. Okay. Thanks, Al. Yeah, and everybody give that course a shot. Wow, seven days for free. Can't ask for more than that. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. And, hey, if uh, if you do come and check it out and it's not for you after seven days, no problem. You know, feel no obligation. Just we'd love to get your feedback as well. So mm-hmm. please, please check it out and let us know what you think. Okay. Well, Jason, thank you so much for joining me today, joining us on the English 2.0 podcast, and we will check you out online. No problem, Al. Thanks very much, and uh, good luck, everyone. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with uh, Jason Smith from TweetSpeakEnglish.com, and I hope you check out um, his site and take that free trial. Uh, doesn't get any better than that. And also, if you are interested in my free course, you can get that at alsensei.com forward slash English. Also, if you've enjoyed this episode of the English 2.0 podcast, please, please be sure to subscribe in iTunes or on Stitcher. And please leave a rating and a comment. And that will really help me and help us spread the English 2.0 message to other people around the world. And I really appreciate that. Thank you again for listening, and I will check you out on the next episode of the English 2.0 podcast. Take care, everyone, and have a great day.